When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. They want me to stop talking over the theme song. We pay top dollar for it, Petey. I understand. That's what the network said. I know you didn't say it, Petey. I don't give a damn. Hey, everybody, welcome. Inside Tinseltown, I'm Dutch Allen here, former Hollywood producer, former Hollywood bigwig. I used to get people in front of me, and i tell them, you got go picture, kid. We make their Hollywood dreams come true. I do the show here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed, Kenny Knapsack, good kid, chasing his comedy dreams now, which is great there. Comedy's a tough game. Uh, I, uh, I've i never done uh, comedy before, but I was I was a good producer of comedy. Used to used to do some pictures, particularly in the 70s there. Uh, the 70s, a lot of people wanted the serious stuff there, PD. You remember that. Everyone always goes, uh, uh, forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. And uh, uh, that's the one everyone looks at and says, uh, you know, uh, that's what the 70s, early 70s were about. I think later on it became about space wizards and sharks, which was good, uh, which was okay because it started making uh, money. A lot of people started chasing that dragon, though. You notice that after that, though, you know. Uh, we got, uh, you know, one hand, boom, boom, boom. Is that how the song goes? I don't know. And you got the big fish in the water uh, biting uh, uh, Roy Schneider and uh, Richie Dreyfus. Uh, good kid, Richie Dreyfus, back in the day. Uh, when he started coming up, he was intense. He's still intense. I think he's calmed down a little bit there. But Richie Dreyfus was the type you, you couldn't, you know, I remember I had a general meeting with him. And, and it, you know, and he just, he really, he's strong. He's looking at a lot of convictions, a lot of beliefs. But uh, Richie Dreyfus, even back there, was like, I wanted to say, hey, 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 youngster, you got a great career ahead of you. You got a great career ahead of you. And he hadn't done the uh, space picture yet, the, uh, the Encounters of the Alien Kind uh, picture. And, and uh, I said, Richie, take a breath. Take a breath. We're gonna we're gonna do okay together, and we never really worked together. I like him though, good kid. But after that, you got the Jaws, big fish in the water. Uh, then of course you got uh, Star Wars, Georgie Lucas. We talk a lot about here because I love Georgie Lucas. I really do think think so. Uh, after after that, it became uh, you know the Spade, the Flash Gordon, there, which uh, you know that that picture should have worked. That picture, Max von Sydow is uh, one of the greatest actors of our time. And you put him in there as a villain. Uh, you got a, a strapping young lad in, in the lead, and you got space and science fiction. And it just didn't work there. But I think it's because, I'll tell you why, though. If you look at Flash Gordon there, not the originals, not the one I had as a kid. And by the way, I loved Flash Gordon stuff as, as a youngster there. Walking around, you know, I, I was either playing stickball or is reading a Flash Gordon comic. And I think that picture, I think it leaned into, well, uh, people like the crazy stuff. They like a little magic, little uh, zibby-zab, and uh, we got ourselves a, a science fiction picture there, just like the Star Wars there, uh, or even Star Trek. But I, I, you forget what Georgie Lucas did with that. It was a, it was a modern tale. We know that. There's, a, there's many other podcasts and books about that. You can check them out there. But... Uh, um, 
I think people, uh, we take a puff here. I think people also underestimate what, what uh, Roddenberry, Gene Roddenberry, who I never, I never really met. I, I did uh, run into him one time at a party uh, about 1971 up in Laurel Canyon there. And like, he wasn't the type to hang out at those parties there. There's a lot of unsavory characters there. And I'm just talking about the Hollywood producers, <laughs> not the serial killers that used to form cults up there. But uh, uh, Roddenberry was a very square cat. And uh, but he was very forward thinking, and I liked what he did. And I told him such. You yeah, know, you got Bill Shatner kissing, uh, you know, Ohura, uh, and I thought uh, this is this is uh, this is good because I'd uh, I'd done that myself a few times, if you know what I mean. And so I was like, uh, you know, you're a good kid, and uh, you know, if you ever want to get into some kind of major pictures, we can talk. And he, he, Star Trek was his thing for the most part there. And, uh, but after Star Wars, they come back and they messed up with the first one, but the second one they got a little bit. That's the thing. That's the key. If you look at the first Star Trek picture, it's like a uh, a bunch of uh, it's like a, what they call TED talks now uh, about space stuff, and uh, we it, it, it didn't work. And they're coming uh, off of Star Wars, and and uh, you know, then they I think they wanted to bring the show back because it worked. You know, that first uh, that first show is great, man. Uh, all those fight scenes with Bill Shatner and a stuntman in a lizard costume up to at Vasquez Rocks. Uh, have you ever been up to Vasquez Rocks, Petey? My producer, Petey, over there, he doesn't say much there, if you're listening there. Um, have you ever been up to Vasquez Rocks? Ah, I tell you what, Vasquez Rocks, it's out there after a 14 freeway up uh, heading towards Palmdale there. Don't, uh, Palmdale's okay. Palmdale's okay. I wouldn't live there. You can buy a house for like $10 there, but I wouldn't live there. But you go to Vasquez Rocks, it's Aqua Dulce, all these places up there, and you're going to have a good time. And I'll tell you what, you know I talk about them a lot, but me and my pal Dom DeLuise uh, up there in about 82. Uh, this is, you know, Cannonball Run era. This is, he was on top of his game there, DeLuise. And uh, we, uh, we went out there. Uh, Bert didn't want to come. Um, we went out to Vasquez Rocks with nothing but a tent, a book of poems, and acid. And I don't do a lot of heavy stuff. But it's what you do out there. We camped out there. Uh, we shared a tent and uh, looked at the stars. And I swear at one point, one point, uh, a group of stars up there uh, started singing Disney songs to me. It was, it was, uh, it was an amazing time. Um, anyway, that first start, that, it worked best on the small screen. And, and I think uh, they messed up that first uh, Star Trek picture there. But they came back strong with uh, Montalban uh, and Kong. Because, you know what? Because they tapped into what George Lucas was doing in Star Wars and said, let's just not go. We're not, you know, we got tricorders and beam me up stuff. Uh, there's enough sci-fi for people there. Uh, let's make it a story, an adventure there. And I think that's what Flash Gordon uh, didn't get. It It was like, hey, we're in space. It's, uh, it's space stuff, right? Max von Sydow, though, what a presence there. What a presence. Uh, I, 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 you know, still, still going as best he can there. I know he was in the Star War and uh, uh, the one with the kids uh, leading the picture, and then uh, the uh, Game of Thrones show. He was, uh, he was a seagull or something like that, three-eyed seagull. And I, 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 uh, I never. I he, here's the thing about Cedar. He, uh, he just uh, he's he's quiet. He's professional. He, you know, he's not going to the parties I was going to, but his parties had a lot of, uh, you know, uh, quiet solace to them and a lot of uh, introspection. Uh, and that's, uh, that's all I'll say about that there. But um, uh, so uh, Flash Gordon messed up because of that there. They just didn't get it. They didn't get it. But going back, uh, there was that delineation, line in the sand there, was, uh, uh, you know, late 70s, everyone wanted those pictures. Early 70s, everyone was gritty, a French connection. You know, you know, got, you got Gino Hackman uh, in a car chase, uh, you know, shooting people in stairwells. That's what you got there. You got Chinatown. Uh, 
Uh, Nicholson, uh, at his best. Uh, you know, my favorite, I'll tell you what my favorite Nicholson movie is. You know what my favorite Nicholson movie is? My Two Jakes. Yeah, I'm telling you. Is that what it is? I don't know. Is that what the title is? Is it The Two Jakes? Or am I thinking of uh, My Two Dads? It's The Two Jakes. Not My Two Jakes. My Two Dads. Um, my Two Dads uh, was a, a popular sitcom, and I had a meeting with uh, Riser, Paul Riser, the star of it at the time, one of the stars. The other one is Faded Away. Riser, I knew. I knew. He's a funny comic. The Two Jakes. I think that's Harvey Keitel, Jack Nicholson. It's a good picture, 1990. Good, uh, you know, it was around the Driving Miss Daisy time, my last little uh, go around there. Uh, it was, uh, you know, Robert Town there. It was, it was kind of the uh, sequel. It was... Uh, Sequel to Chinatown. I don't think a lot of people uh, knew that day. It was also hard. I mean, look, look. You got what are you going to do? You know, uh, what are you going to do? It's it's 1990 by the time that picture Nicholson directs it, uh, and it's uh, a sequel to a '74 classic. So I don't know about that, but you know who was in that picture? One of my favorite performers of all time. Underrated. Uh, she kind of for a while stepped out of Hollywood. Uh, which you know, now you now you look back and you go why. What what didn't we know? What bad things were happening to these uh, uh, lady actors there that uh, that we're just learning about? There, it's sad. It's a dark. You, you know, we, you should wonder. You should wonder. But I know she also left because uh, uh, she was she uh, sure her husband were went out to Texas to a farm and they were going to have a, a kid and uh, and I, I applaud that there. But it's Maddie, Madeline Stowe. Maddie Stowe. I tell you what, uh, two Jakes. Uh, she was she's coming up right around that time. She was doing Revenge, uh, the picture with Costner. There wasn't a good um, two Jakes. Uh, an unlawful entry soon followed. Uh, great picture there, Kurt Russell, Ray Liotta, um, and then you got uh, you know from there she goes into Mohicans, uh, and then the greatest uh, one of the greatest westerns of all time, Bad Girls with, with Lozier. So uh, Maddie Stowe's in that picture there, two Jakes. Look, check it up. You know, Nicholson, Nicholson directed himself is interesting. And by the way, you know, this isn't weird. I think a lot of people forget that, that uh, Jack Nicholson uh, was a director, like did have that in him there. Uh, you know, the first thing he, he really did was that uh, monkey picture. Remember the monkey picture? You don't, you don't remember the monkey picture, right? Yeah, he worked on the monkey picture. Head. Yeah, did he direct it? I don't know if he directed it. He might not, but he wrote it. No, well, Raffleson. Raffleson directed it. Uh, but Nicholson wrote it uh, for the monkeys. Uh, Talk, Jones, Dolans, Nesmith. Uh, underrated band. Underrated band. And, uh, you know, so speaking of, like, Laurel Canyon parties there, I I remember I was at a party in 66 in uh, Laurel Canyon, uh, closer towards uh, Woodrow Wilson uh, Drive there. And uh, Dolans, Mickey Dolans was there. And he was... Uh, he could say he could he could put a few away, and I I could put a few away back then. Too. And Dolan's uh, and I we did shot for shot uh, with some um, liqueur uh, that I we liked, uh, and uh, an Italian liqueur. I can't even remember the name of it. it it's like a butterscotch. Uh, Tawaka is what it's called. Yeah, Tawaka. That's the one. You've had it, Petey. What? You've ended up naked in a bush because, yeah, absolutely. Dolan's and I, this is 66, Laurel Canyon. Again, closer to Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson Drive, but the, the exact spot isn't uh, necessary there. I don't even want to go back. I, I get a headache driving back there. Dolan's and I go shot for shot with some Tawaka. Uh, we end up uh, doing, you know, as a kid, remember as a kid, you go to a park and there's like a little hill and you and you uh, would roll down 
and you get the earth would be spitting and you laugh and you giggle and all those kind of things. Um, there was a hill, like it's a little canyon, it's a hill, it's a canyon, it's steep. And um, uh, I tell you what, Dolans and I would, would go and shuffle shuffle to walk in there. And I said, I'm like, I'm like the monkeys, I'm telling you what, uh, Dolans. I said, you guys got a future here. I know a lot of people don't think you you play uh, your instruments there, but you got uh, you got the, 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 the Neil Diamond kid writing songs for you there. You you guys it just just become a real band, man. And uh, they want to do. And they were talking about doing this picture head. Uh, and, and I think they met Nicholson at one of these parties. Nicholson was there. Uh, I don't know if Raffleson was the director, Bobby. Um, but uh, um, you know, <laughs> Dolans were going shot for shot with Tawaka. Dangerous stuff because it tastes like butterscotch. And you know, Petey, I can see the look on your face. You're getting that little glean in your eye, or you get a headache, too. It tastes like butterscotch. It's like you're cut adrift in Willy Wonka's factory, and you have all the candy in front of you, but you don't know the dangers behind it. You end up like the plump kid getting shot up into the chocolate tube. And Dolan's looks at me at one point there, and he says, You know what? You ever rolled down a hill when you were a kid? And I said, Did I? I was the local champion. Because we had contests in the borough I grew up in. There was a park there. Um, he says, there's a hill right here. What do you say we roll down? I'll tell you what. I look at him. I look in the corner. We've got a young Mick Fleetwood there. Uh, we got uh, David Crosby, Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, the staring at me. Everyone, there's a pregnant pause all around. Michelle Phillips is here. Uh, just a, a doll. Uh, just a doll. Um, she says... Dutch, I want you to do it. I want you to do it. So I look at Dolan's. I take a big swig at Tawaka, and I say, let's roll down that hill. So we rolled down this hill that turned out was the side of a mountain, essentially. Uh, we rolled into a stream. Uh, lo and behold, who should strike us with his car? No joke. It's Peter Talk, uh, the other member of the monkeys. He was late to the party. Almost killed his bandmate. Almost. I think now what would happen, what would happen if, if you were looking at it now is we probably had concussions. Uh, but now, you know, we wouldn't be allowed to play the next quarter of football, uh, which I understand. You would protect the brain, protect the brain. Uh, but back then we didn't know. So we, uh, we checked to make sure Dolan's wasn't dead. He took the brunt of the car. And uh, then we got up. We said, you know what? Let's do it again. But by the time we got up to the hill, we were so drunk, we passed out. Uh, I woke up uh, in Mick Fleetwood's beard, and it was uh, it was a good time there. I, uh, but So all that to say, I, I used to do the comedy back then. Um, a lot of comedy pictures in the early 70s, late 60s. It was kind of the sign of the time. Blazing Saddles was popular. You know, a lot of people want to do that. Copycat business. It's a copycat business. That's what it is. Copycat business. And, uh, you know, Brooks is doing great things. And, uh, you know, Frankenstein, young Frankenstein, all the stuff. Gene Wilder is a genius. I love Gino. Um, and so I try to get that. All that to say, Kenny Napsock is chasing his dreams, doing a comedy, and that's good. And, and a lot of people talking about what you can or cannot say on stage. I don't worry about that stuff. I don't worry about that stuff. I've lived around. I could say, I'm, just, I, I'm in the point where I could probably say, I don't have go away money. I think if you got go away money, you can say more what you want. And that's not necessarily a good thing. There's some things I, I'm fine with not saying things. I always say that. I always say that. What's the point? Yeah, there was things, uh, words we could probably say a lot easier back in the day. And at some point you look around and you're causing uh, unknown harm 
unknown pain to people around you. If you suddenly find out that something you're doing causes pain for some people, even if you might not fully understand that pain, uh, you know, even if you try, and some people don't, but if, even if you don't fully understand the pain, I'm not the type of person that's going to continue to do something that knowingly hurts another person. I know it's Hollywood, and you got it's a cutthroat business. Let me tell you, I, I, I've done some deals, you know, but I've also back in the day uh, said some things that I probably wouldn't have wouldn't say now. And I'm not saying horrible things. I'm not saying I had had, had points of view that I, I uh, I've always been a pretty progressive cat, man. But you know. Some words and, and, and things things change. And that's and, and I look in comedy today. I just don't see uh, some of the point. If, if, if I, I think anything could be funny. I think you can make it funny, and I'm not easily offended. I do believe offense is a choice. It's a choice. Uh, what you do with that choice uh, is, you know, it's up to you. That's, that's the choice. But I just look, I, I also, case by case basis, and I look at some situations, sometimes like, all right, this person's trying to make you think with something. They're using a word to make you think, and, you know, and again, some words I, I, I'm never going to say. Uh, and I don't think they should say uh, some of those words. But um, then there's some folks, they're just dumb, dumb. And they're not trying to say anything. And they think. And that's the problem there. I, I was around Lenny Bruce. I saw Lenny Bruce. I know what he did. I was around Carlin. I know what he did. They made you think. They, they, that's, they, 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 and comics, stand-up comedians are plugged in to uh, not just the zeitgeist, but they're plugged into humanity. They're observers. So the, it's natural. I think some of them think they're too self-important now. And they're, they're out there preaching and changing the world. But, uh, you know, I also like just putting an arrow in your head. You know, Steve Martin was great with that. Um, and again, the 70s changed a lot, too. Letty Bruce, Carlin come along. They start changing things, without a doubt. Pry and all those guys. But that's the thing. Pry is doing something. Pry is putting a point out there. I, I think a lot of a lot of comics look at uh, some of these legends, and this is what happens. We talk about the copycat business in Hollywood. Uh, you know, uh, you make a serious picture about uh, uh, Los Angeles in the 1930s and the, and the water crisis or building the aqueduct or whatever the hell Chinatown was about. It's been a long time. Uh, and then uh, someone else is going to make that. You're going to have gritty, gritty things. And then someone comes along and changes it. Stevie Spielberg comes along, does something different. Georgia Lucas comes along, does something different. Now everyone's going to copy that. And, and, and they're not going to be as good. Flash Gordon is going to be as good as Star Wars. Because they, they, they didn't... It's not that the, the team behind it was uh, not, uh, you know, not talented enough. Good performers in there. Brian Blessed was in that day. Went on to be in a Star Wars picture too, being the uh, the Frog King or whatever it was. Um, it's not that it's not talent. It's just that I think sometimes you forget. You 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 look at the original, and you're moved by it, and you see the people reacting to it, and you go, "I want to do that too." And I, I'm, it's it's not that you're false or you're lying or you just make it up. You're like, "I'm moved by this. I'm inspired by this. So I want to do this here." And then you don't do it as well, or you miss the point, or you don't have the same perspective or something. I'm not, I'm, and I don't, I'm not saying you try, but that's what I see in stand-up comedy a lot there. I see a lot of people doing great things, changing the world, and I think someone else comes along and says, well, I'm going to do that too, but they're not really doing it. And they're just saying words to hurt, and they're just saying things because they think it's funny, and a lot of people aren't funny. Um yeah, that's the truth. I mean, a lot of people in comedy aren't funny there. You know, they shouldn't be doing it there. And some get far with it, but it is what it is. So, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't think Kenny Abstract's going to be, you're going to be say stuff now. Um, uh, every comic should grow, and that's another thing to uh, allow, allow growth. But it's case-by-case case basis. Case-by-case case basis. If you dig something up 10 years ago, yeah, times are different. You know, if you were to go back in a way-back machine, 
uh, one of those, uh, or like a Bob Zemeckis time car, uh, and go back to a party, uh, the way we acted, the, the words we said, and, and, and not out of words we were using uh, for, for bad reasons, just normal conversation, eh, we might, eh, things are different. Because that's the thing. The moment someone comes up to me and says, that word hurts me, even if I don't fully agree, you know, I'm not going to run down a list of specific words, but even if I'm like, okay, I'm not going to continue to use that word. I just, it's not me. A lot of comics don't do it. They push, they try to push these boundaries. That's such a, it's such a cop-out phrase too. I'm pushing boundaries. What you're pushing? Sounds like you're pushing your agenda, not your boundaries. Um, we're going to take a break shortly here, but I do want to talk about, uh, on the other side of the break, we'll talk about uh, Sly Stallone, someone I know very well. He's got a new Rambo picture out there. He's shooting things up. And uh, speaking of offense, a lot of people, some people aren't liking this, saying it's a little past its time. Uh, and that's probably, I haven't seen it, full disclosure. We're going to talk about it after the break. Um, try to review it as best I can if you've not seen it there. But also, on the other side of the break, a lot of people wondering here. On the Knapsack Files podcast feed on Saturday nights, uh, special shows are released. He goes on the Saturday night special lineup. Uh, that's what this show is. And this is for shows outside of the normal Knapsack Files uh, programming. Uh, shows that not everyone... I know not everyone likes Dutch Allen. They don't like me. I get it. But uh, some people do. Um, so that's why it's released there. It's on the weekends. You, you can choose to listen to it or not there. But one of the other shows on here is this Mysteries in the Unexplained show, which is this uh, crazy cat, Nolan Guthrie and his guests, who go, you know, investigate, look at things that are abnormal. There. And we've talked a little bit about aliens here before there. There was one time... I'll tell you what, speaking of a party, uh, you know, in Lower Canyon in the 60s, I was up at a, a I was up at a, at a gathering there. I, I I it was the canyon, it was the canyon. But I don't uh, I don't remember uh, exactly. Might have been close to Nichols Canyon or Outpost. There was a party there. I don't remember. But I'll tell you what. I swear I met an alien. I don't know if I believe though. I'm curious about people who believe. Anyways, right now, uh, time of this recording there. A lot of people are gathered and uh, outside. Uh, uh, Las Vegas, quite a ways out, but uh, close by there. Uh, uh, going to that uh, space camp out there, the uh, Area 51, trying to break in. And it's it's weird. It's weird. But uh, Nolan Guthrie, who's the host of the show on the Knapsack Files uh, Saturday Night Special feed here, uh, Mysteries and the Unexplained, uh, he's going to be calling in live uh, from uh, the location there as the event winds down. And uh, uh, stick around for that after the break, all right? Uh, like I said, uh, we've also got... A couple thoughts here on uh, Sly Stallone and uh, the, the Rambo picture that's out. It's uh, Inside Tinseltown. I'm Dutch Allen. And you got go picture, kid. Come around after the break. Inside Tinsel Town, you got go pictures, kid. Some PD, some I don't. Sometimes I'm back here in the mic, and you get mad at me. I understand why. I get the headphones on. Other times I get so close, PD. You're mad at me. PD and I aren't talking much today. I don't know what he did. You what? We, we got a heat. Do we have heat, PD? PD and I have been working together here for over uh, about a year here on the Napsack Files. He got he got paired with me. He didn't know who I was, and uh, we've become good friends. We we go get a steak every now and then. We're gonna go to Morton's get a steak soon, huh? You keep turning me down. I'll get you a steak, anything you want, all the sides. 
couple drinks, two drinks at least, just at least two. No, no more than two. I haven't produced a picture in a while. You know, the residuals are tied there. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, producing a, a picture, um, uh, Sylvester Stallone, who I've met uh, uh, well, back in the 70s. He used to have a, a, a security uh, professional worker with him uh, named Dutch as well. And uh, me, uh, Sly, and Dutch. It was Dutch, Dutch, and Sly. I used to uh, hang out a bit there. I uh, hung out with him after the Star Wars premiere in 77 uh, down there in Hollywood. There. We ended up at the Brown Derby. Uh, we also uh, ended up at this uh, fast food joint nearby. We, we got drunk and we... A lot of fun. Uh, we tried to get in Chateau Marmont, Marmont that night. Uh, Marmont, Marmont, Chateau, the Chateau. We tried to get it there. Um, Sloan was, you know, the hottest thing in the biz at the time there. And uh, we got in for a little bit there, but it wasn't uh, wasn't our scene in there. After a while, we were so hammered there. We were giving away Mackey D French fries to the wait staff and telling them to serve them uh, to people. So we got asked to leave. But, uh, yes, uh, Dutch, Dutch and Sly. It was a good team back in the late 70s there. Um this Rambo picture, we're talking about offending people. Look, I, you know, here's my thought on this. Yeah, it's from a different era. First Blood's a different movie, right? It's it's a totally different uh, movie. Dennehy is great, that movie. Wow, Dennehy. Do you ever watch FX, the FX2 series? Yeah, not, not the network, but like the the movie. Uh, it was like Brian Brown and Brian Dennehy. Special FX guys uh, like pranking each other for keeps. It's a good picture. Dennehy's, uh, he, Dennehy's good. I really like Dennehy. Um, uh, Brown was good too, Brian Brown. Um, what was I saying there? Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, the first blood is different. Uh, this is the last blood, and it's almost not even, uh, you know, by the time, by the time, uh, Rocky, uh, well, Rocky 4, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, Rambo 2, that time during that era of Stallone's career, you know, he was doing, uh, he was doing some, 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 uh, working out like crazy, wink, wink, and, uh, he tapped into something. And people can look back on it. I get it. They look back on the 80s and then they laugh or they poke fun or they just tear it apart. If you didn't live in there, why don't you shut up for a second? You know, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what we are feeling. And we look back and we go, oh, things should have been different. We should have done this. Yeah, I get that. That's that's all my my point. But if you went there, calm down. Calm down. You went there on a day-to-day basis. So we had a little bit of American pride, uh, which isn't a bad thing. And uh, Stallone was tapping into that. You know, he's fighting a Russian in the boxing picture. Uh, and I was standing up in, in my seat. You, I said, you killed Kyle Weathers. You killed Apollo Creed. Die. Die, you commie pig. Die. So I, 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 st- I stood up and shouted that in the theater. Um, and Rambo 2, Rambo 3, all this stuff. You know, it was, it was tapping into what was going on. And then Stallone was making hand over fist cash there. And I don't, I don't fault him for that there. And so he comes back. He, he brought the other, he had the other Rambo picture there. It was a little more well received. This one, but I know be, people who love Rambo. And there's people who view Rambo as if it is their Star Wars or uh, Harry Magic uh, kid. Uh, you know, they look at that as that. The same with Rocky, too. Stallone's got those fans. And they love this picture. And there's other people like, I don't love this picture. And I don't like what it says. And I don't like what I think it says. And that's the key. That's the key thing to me. It's not what it says. It's what you think it says. Or what you are interpreting what it says to meet your article headline. Uh, And my my thought is this. It's probably, I, I, I think it's a little past its time. And you have to be wary of what you put out there. Going back to what I said earlier, if something uh, something is hurting somebody, I put a pause on what I'm going to do with it. I don't disagree with that. 
I think it was a it was a, it was a weird thing. I liked his run with the Expendables. It's a little different there. I think it was a weird thing to come back now, but he wanted to finish it strong. You know, he's late in life. He's what seventy three years old. Still could do like ten push ups. I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, I understand. It's like Harrison Ford wants to come back to some of his roles that he maybe had left behind because. Hey, I'm looking down the end of the road here. The end of the road is closer than it was before. So, uh, you know, let me go back to some things. Put some uh, final chapters on that. I got no problem with that. And, and no, no one out there should have a problem with that. If the picture didn't meet your demands or your expectations. That is completely fine. Uh, tell you, I could tell you that's what the business does. For every go picture uh, I gave, we got a lot of uh, don't give any more pictures to these people. I understand. I understand. But I also understand, I also think in this particular case there, uh, you should also let people just enjoy the picture and not demonize them for what it is. Uh, you know, I, I will, but again, case by case basis. If some uh, someone flow, uh, flowing, uh, you know, a Nazi flag and is uh, an avowed white supremacist takes inspiration in this, uh, that's a problem that I'm not going to stand by and say, uh, let that happen. Um, but that doesn't mean the picture should go out the water there. I met Charles Manson. I met Charles Manson back at those Lower Canyon parties. You know what we talked about? The White Album. We talked about the White Album. I had no idea. I'm going, I like that song about a whirly slide, Helter Skelter. I think that's a great song. And he's like, me too. He had a different take on what that song meant. Let me tell you. Does that mean we should have taken Beatles records off the shelves? Does it mean next time McCartney is going to sit down and write a song about a slide in a park in London? He should think twice about it? Maybe. I'm okay with you saying that. But I'm not okay with you going to the song Helter Skelter and saying, well, we got to get rid of that. Chuck Manson listened to that song and said, I need, to, I, need to, I need to start a war. Other people like me listened to it and said, hey, McCartney's uh, going rocker. That's all I'll say on that. There. You know, let people, uh, let people uh, enjoy some of the things to a degree. Case by case basis is how I live life. I think that's how everyone should. I do agree, though. It's a little different. It's a little different. Uh, it's, it's, it's a weird time to be releasing a picture that's all about violence and revenge and vengeance. I get it. And, uh, you know, who we cast as the villains in pictures is we got to think about that stuff. Uh, I got no problem with that, Petey. I got no problem with that to the listeners. Uh, but at the same time, Sly Stallone wants to do Rambo. He wants to go kill some bad guys. Let it be. Speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. Let it be. Speaking of speaking words of wisdom. We got it all hooked up there. I'm I, you, Petey. You got to press the board here, cause I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't know how to do it here. We uh, we have got a caller right now. Here we're gonna bring this guy in. Uh, he is uh, the host of the show Mysteries and the Unexplained, and he is uh, out there uh, near uh, the space camp that the government has out there that they train aliens or something out there. Area fifty one. I don't really re I don't read a lot of that stuff there. I tell you what though, uh, they talk about the Nevada Triangle, which is. Uh, uh, a place from like goes from like uh, Arizona to like uh, Fresno up to like Reno, and it's where a lot of planes go missing and stuff like that. I, I I've had some weird experiences up there. Absolutely had some weird experiences up there. Um, 
Uh, we'll get we'll go into it some other time. There, I don't know if I believe though. I'm fascinated by those two. So, anyways, he's on the phone right now. We're gonna play. Uh, let him take it away here. So, from uh, Mysteries Unexplained, Explained, calling us from uh, out there in the space camp outside Nevada. It's uh, Nolan Guthrie. Nolan, here you go. Yes, thank you, Dutch. This is Nolan Guthrie outside Area 51 in Nevada, and we are very excited as we stare towards the area of Groom Lake and many mysteries and the unexplained. Uh, there is literally dozens of people still out here. Uh, more people, I'm told, are trickling in, uh, RVs and campers and some tents, many uh, in uh, a state of uh, irrepair are here. Uh, and uh, what is here more than anything is a sense of wonder, a sense of being part of something beyond themselves that perhaps connects them to the larger universe, and, of course, a sense of who's going to maybe die first. There's, a, I'm told, a camp death pool going around, uh, and, and many people are unsure uh, how long they're going to be allowed to be out here. It's a pretty fascinating time. Uh, this... Uh, uh, alien explosion, this alien con, this alien gathering has taken on a life of its own after the perhaps ill-thought-of idea of uh, gathering before a, a secret government military location and installation. I myself have uh, found this to be uh, a dangerous prospect, but felt I needed to come out and report upon it for mysteries and the unexplained. I am also looking for a previous guest, uh, who you know only by the name Betty, which is uh, not his real name. Uh, we do know that his friends uh, uh, were here with him. Uh, I believe Steve and Paul were going to be uh, coming down here uh, if Paul could get off work in time to give them a ride. And uh, Betty agreed to use some of his mother's uh, hard-earned uh, money from welfare checks to pay for gas. I, I have not found them. I've tried to call him with the number. I am worried about his safety, and perhaps we'll have an update, hopefully, on the next full episode of Mysteries and the Unexplained. Is as far as questions about what is actually going on here in the camp, uh, there has uh, been uh, many uh, important moments of coming together as a fandom and a uh, subsection of believers and uh, skeptics and searchers, which is, of course, where we really like to come down on this. We believe we are searchers. Uh, we don't have all the answers, but we don't believe we've been given all the questions that we need to ask, is uh, what I saw on one. RV's bumper sticker. Uh, there is a wide collection of uh, paranormal investigators uh, believing that maybe there is something more than just aliens here. Perhaps it's in the spiritual realm. There is uh, a collection of flat earthers who believe that on the other side of this fence you'll find nothing but empty files from uh, this organization uh, man has created called NASA. Uh, I am looking for some of the uh, higher uh, higher ups in the flat earther movement, uh, a Mark Sargent or a Patricia Steer, and I have not found them as of yet. Um, also, there is just the, the casual observer and the, the people that want to be part of something, uh, much like uh, shoppers on Black Friday at 3 in the morning at a mall. They don't need any dockers or button-up shirts, but they want to feel as though they do, and they leave their houses to join this. Um, there is a sense of community. There is a uh, series of uh, games going on. Uh, someone brought their lawn jart set uh, that was preserved from 1988 when lawn jarts were banned by the government after one 
upon death. Uh, they brought them uh, because they felt it's a it's a sign, uh, a statement, if you will, to the government uh, for what they've done, uh, maybe what they're hiding. So there is a passionate game of lawn charts going around. It's uh, taken on tournament form, I'm told. My uh, entry fee will be only $20, and then I will compete in the Area 51 Raid uh, Lawn Jart Tournament. There is uh, food being prepared and cooked. Uh, there has uh, been uh, a little bit of a uh, small trade of uh, pins, merchandise, some people trying to market this event. Um, uh, there, I'll tell you what, though, uh, for all, uh, all of the uh, general public and mainstream media that is making fun of what is going on out here at Area 51 Dutch, uh, everyone has uh, come to the conclusion that maybe we should all consider that this is going smoother than the Fire Festival. So uh, I am uh, enjoying my time here. I'm not sure what's going to happen, what's going to be revealed. Uh, and again, I do worry. I know the military is well-armed. An Area 51 is not going to be easily penetrated if that is the desire. Again, why I'm concerned about previous guest, Betty, who was going to uh, use a... Uh, exterminator outfit uh, to uh, get into or gain access to Area 51 under the guise of killing bugs. I, 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 I do pray for his safety there. So, again, no aliens uh, are uh, emerging. Uh, there's no great answers that are expected uh, this weekend, but it is a large collection of people who have gathered together under one theme, which is give a man an RV and he can find the truth. Dutch, uh, I do appreciate you giving me the okay. opportunity yeah. to call into your show and you give an update it. for the mysteries and the unexplained audience. Nolan, Nolan. Hmm? What's that? Do you, do you believe? I do believe in the paranormal. I do believe uh, that there's aliens. Oh. I just don't know if they're at Area 51. In fact, Dutch, as I look around at uh -huh. some of the people in this camp, I'm starting to think that the aliens might be here. I'll see you next time, and uh, pretty soon we'll have another full episode of Mysteries and the Unexplained, which will include a follow-up to this event. Bye-bye. Well, you see, th thank you, Nolan. It, Petey, I, I, I agree with what he just said there. The other stuff, I didn't understand what's going on, though I was good at lawn yards uh, in 85. I'll tell you what, in 85, lawn yards, me and a very young Val Kemmer were at a barbecue party uh, for Robert Wagner that he was hosting there because he was coming off the, the Natalie Wood stuff. We don't talk about that there. And uh, we played lawn yards over, over some uh, uh, margaritas. Um, I, I like what the kid was saying out there. Uh, a kid, I think he's an old guy there. Um, I'm telling you, that party, it, it was in it was in 65 range. It was in the canyons, and there's a lot of weird things out there, a lot of dropouts. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure I saw an alien. I, I think I talked to him. I talked to him. Kind of gray tinge to his skin. Eyes were a little wild. And he, he talked about, uh, I, I, I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm new to this planet. I thought he was, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, that was Nolan Guthrie there calling live out there for the uh, NASA space camp. There, they, they, I really think the NASA is uh, like a made-up organization. I mean, it's made up, but uh, we we created it. But like, it's not real. So that's crazy. That's bonkers. That's absolutely bonkers. All right, we got to get out of here. 
It's been fun talking to you all here. I want to thank Nolan Guthrie for calling in there. Uh, I want to thank all of you for supporting Inside Tinseltown here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. If you want information on uh, what Caddy does, uh, you can go to his uh, website, catnapsack.com. Uh, which is uh, uh, you can get his book uh, and all those good things there. Um, the comedy shows, he's doing the comedy. Hopefully he doesn't say anything bad on, bad on stage. Go to catnapsack.com for more information there. He's also on Patreon. You can support the entire network at patreon.com slash catnapsack. Uh, and, and he has executive producer supporters there. That's uh, uh, like Thomas Risling, uh, Lethal Logan X, Matthew Simon, Bedore, Matt Thompson, Taymor, his brothers Abdul and Rafa, they the brothers Buddha. Uh, down along, uh, Nathan Ovendale, who I'm, I have to read this every time. He's a first-rate Nate. Uh, Zach Anderson, who's a young stand-up comic out there. I've seen some of his stuff. Good kid. Good future. Uh, and Ty Schallenberg, who is, uh, I'm told, a New York Giants football fan, and he's having a rough time in life. So good good well wishes to uh, Mr. Schallenberg. Those are the high-tier Patreon supporters and the executive producer tier uh, on Ken Absock's Patreon page. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, Dutch is on the way out of here. I want to thank Petey, who does not want to go to dinner with me tonight. That's a shame. We could go get a nice... Uh, you know, we can get a martini, uh, a good steak between us, any sides you want, mashed potatoes, get some asparagus so you can smell that later, you know what I mean? Oh, just what you want, you want a sarsaparilla? You freak. All right, love you, Petey. Love you all in the Knapsack Files podcast feed universe, the Saturday night special lineup of programming makes this possible. We'll see you. That's Inside Tinseltown. I'm Dutch Allen. You got go picture, kids. Can you? I just, I just, we used to go to dinner, Peter. After every show, you want to go to Smokehouse? Whatever you want. Arby's? <laughs> <laughs>